All right, hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of the Project Six podcast. I'm back. So, got some ideas for where we came from last week. Try to build this thing up week by week. One week at a time, one show at a time. Build on top of each other. And today I'm coming to you here with my cat, who wants to sit with me and was being a pain in the ass, so here she is. All right, so... There's actually a lot of news to get to today this week, so let's get right into it. First piece of news from the week. There was some squabbling about Cyberpunk 2077's microtransactions earlier this week. Uh, if, if you saw this story, I want to say this was Monday, that the CEO from CD Projekt Red, Adam Kaczynski? Kaczynski? Something like that? Said in an earnings report, that, quote, we're never aggressive towards our fans. We treat them fairly and we're friendly, so of course not. We won't be aggressive, but you can't expect great things to be bought. In a comment regarding microtransactions in their games. And people had a meltdown over this. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't see... Even with just that one quote, I, I don't really see the problem with it. Like, if they're, they're making a multiplayer, I don't know if Cyberpunk is getting a later multiplayer mode or if this is an entirely separate project with a multiplayer aspect built around Cy- I don't know exactly what the deal is with Cyberpunk's multiplayer or multiplayer with Cyberpunk, whatever the machinations of that are if that's even the right word um so if they want to put like microtransactions in everybody's doing it and he's just saying hey you know we we don't want to be aggressive with it we're going to put them in there but we want you want people there's another comment in here where he says the goal is to design monetization in a way that makes people happy to spend money i'm not trying to be cynical or hide something it's about creating a feeling of value which is totally fair it's totally accurate if you're putting a microtransaction in a game the idea is that you're putting something in there where the player doesn't feel like it's impeding their progress in the game and that if they buy it they're satisfied with it like what's wrong with saying that and it's not like he said that in a press conference he said it in an earnings report so that was a conversation with who cyberpunk board members and executives that are talking about the financial direction of the company. So I, I don't really understand why that prompted the reaction. It didn't earlier this week. And then cyberpunk came out on Twitter and said, nothing changed. Cyberpunk 2077 is a single player game with zero microtransactions, one single purchase, no tricks. Don't believe the clickbait. That was their tweet. And then they said Cyberpunk multiplayer slash online, which is a separate project, will have some microtransactions. But we said that a year ago already. And then, like always, expect us treating your money with respect. So, obviously, so they came out and shot it down and said it was clickbait and whatever. Uh, I just, I don't see why that prompted the reaction it did. Uh did people take that out of context and think that Cyberpunk was going to come out and flood the single-player game with microtransactions? I don't know. 
But that was a little flare-up that happened earlier this week. The big news <laughs> this week was late Monday night when the look of the Xbox Series S and the price of the Xbox Series S leaked out. And I want to get this right. It was leaked out by, or not even leaked out, reported, really. Uh, Brad Sams over at BWW Media Group. I had never heard of this guy. I don't know who he is. But he tweeted out late Monday night a picture of the Xbox Series S and the price of $299. And then not long after that, uh, Windows Central reported that both the Series X and the Series S would be released on November 10th. The $300 price tag for the Series S and the $500 price tag for the Series X. And then in the following however many hours, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning when an Xbox officially announced the Series S was cu- was a thing. And it was going to be $300. And then I want to say it was Tuesday or Wednesday that they revealed the Series X would be $500 and the release date would be November 10th. So that was kind of a mess. But in summary, the Xbox Series S, which is a downgraded version of the Series X, is $300. The Series X is $500. Both consoles release on November 10th, and pre-orders start on September 22nd. That's the little summary there. Um, So obviously this is huge news. Everyone's been waiting for this price tag for a while. And there was also a thing later this week about the Xbox Series V, but I'm just going to pretend that doesn't exist because I don't want to give myself a popsicle headache. Um... I mean, this is, so it's good news, right? One, so we get the release date, we get the pre-order date, we get the prices, that's all people want. Um, And if you saw early yesterday morning, there's going to be a PlayStation 5 showcase next week where they're probably going to reveal the same information for the PS5. But we'll get to that a bit later. Um, The price points I actually think are really good. I thought for sure these consoles were going to come in at $600. So $500 to me seems reasonable. And then the Series S, just an incredible value. Only $300, that blew me away. I thought, you know, you'd get the Series S for like $400, like $100 difference, but a $200 difference, $300 is beyond reasonable. You know, they say it's capable of up to 120 FPS, it's going to do 1080p. It's just not going to do 4K. It's all digital. So it's not quite on the level of the Series X. But honestly, you could still play Series X games. You still have Game Pass, which is getting even more ridiculous. More on that in a minute. It's just like $300 for a next-gen console. You get to play all the next-gen games like that's a no-brainer. Why would you stick with an Xbox One X or get an Xbox One X? You wouldn't. You get the Series S. So that I think that's a terrific move from Xbox. And the good thing all around is that sort of closes the window on price 
for the PlayStation, you can't come out with the PlayStation 5, like the digital version, and release it for $500 and the regular one for $600. You, you just can't do that. You can't, Because you can get the full Series X or you get like the hamstrung version of the PS5 for $500. Like this sort of locks PlayStation into a $500 price point for the regular PS5 and my guess is the digital PS5 comes in at 400. I know a lot of people think the digital version will come in at like 450 and I don't I don't understand the $50 price difference because if it's a $50 price difference people are just going to go up to the PS5. Like why would you spend the $450 for the digital when you could just spend 500 and get the disc drive and play all your old PS4 games if you had the hard copies, right? I uh, that to me just doesn't nah. so my guess is it'll be 400 and 500 for the ps5 but we'll see probably this week um the playstation 5 showcase i guess i'll just throw this in here now the playstation 5 showcase is going to be wednesday at four o'clock eastern time my guess is you'll get the price you'll get the release date and the pre-order date um it wouldn't shock me if the ps5 comes out like november 3rd right so they won't they won't be able to beat xbox's prices but they could say hey we'll be first to market and be out november 3rd i don't know in the past have they released consoles on the same day i'm not even sure i don't know sometime in that window we'll probably see the playstation 5 and my guess is they will also reveal that spider-man miles morales will be the long the official launch title and that'll release the same day um selfishly real quick i kind of hope <laughs> the playstation 5 releases on november 10th <laughs> so that i can just play spider-man miles morales and i don't have to worry about assassin's creed valhalla before cyberpunk and i can sort of space those games out a little bit which by the way they did at the same time they announced the series x and the release date Ubisoft announced that Assassin's Creed Valhalla was moving up to November 10th. So that moved one week ahead to launch on the Xbox Series X, which is great. I mean, now instead of two days to play Valhalla before Cyberpunk, we get nine. So that's good. But that's going to be a lot of a lot of Assassin's Creed in nine days just to go into a lot of Cyberpunk in however long. So I wouldn't hate if I could play Spider-Man Miles Morales on the 10th, not start Valhalla, play Cyberpunk, then go into Valhalla. But that's just me being kind of selfish. I I think it's super, I think we're super cramped at the end of this year. I wish these consoles were coming out in like October or something, really space them out a little bit. And it's just that's a lot. That's going to be a lot and in a couple of minutes, we'll get to why it's just going to be freaking more. But getting back to Xbox Xbox Game Pass real quick. It was also announced this week that EA Play will be included with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. EA Play is the new name of EA's, what was it, Origin Access? Is that what it was before? Their digital service? That's now being absorbed into... Yes, formerly known as EA Access and Origin Access. EA Play is being absorbed into Game Pass Ultimate. 
So you're going to get all the EA games on Game Pass now, which is just <laughs> insane. Um, Game Pass is such a good value, seriously. If you don't, if you're not, like, I, so I personally don't use Game Pass. I like to just own my games. So I buy them. I want them. I don't, I know there's some issue with, like, non-first-party titles getting pulled off of Game Pass. I don't want to deal with that. Just let me buy my game and I'll be happy. But Game Pass is an, an insanely good uh, service. It's super valuable. And it's, it's just getting better. Another another sneaky little announcement. I think I think it was the same day. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is announced. Hyrule Warriors originally released on the Wii U. It is basically, you know, Zelda Dynasty Warriors. Game was super fun. I bought it when I on the Wii U. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um this one I I guess you could call it a sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's just another Hyrule Warriors game, whatever. Uh The Age of Calamity if that triggers any bells, it's because it's the war or whatever it was that happened uh prior to Breath of the Wild. So this Hyrule Warriors game is set in the universe of Breath of the Wild. This game is 100 years before Breath of the Wild takes place. So you'll be able to play as all the champions from Breath of the Wild. You'll see what happened in the story. How did The interesting point will be, you know, this is going to be a Zelda story where Ganon wins. So you'll see how Ganon wins. You'll see how Hyrule gets put in the state it's in. You'll see what happens to Zelda and Link. So... I'll pick it up. I really liked um, Hyrule Warriors, the first one. Breath of the Wild is on my list of games I want to replay because I was very critical of it the first time I played it. And I want to give that game another shot, especially before Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out. So Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, that's actually releasing later this year. I think I think want to say it's releasing in December. I'm not sure. Let me see if I can find it. Release date November twentieth, twenty twenty. Add another game to the fucking November catalog. Jesus Christ. Okay, well I don't know when I'm gonna get to that because I'm not buying it on November twentieth. There's no way. That's a day after Cyberpunk comes out. There's no chance. But. Speaking of Nintendo, more news. So there's been this thing about a Switch Pro or an upgraded version of the Switch floating around for a while now. And that apparently hasn't died down because according to Takashi Mochizuki over at Bloomberg, Nintendo has boosted Switch production by another 20% and has reportedly been... uh, Asking developers to make sure that their games are, quote, 4K ready. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. There's been a lot of rumors about an upgraded Switch model. It sounds like Nintendo is gearing up for a massive year next year with the Switch. And if they're asking developers to make sure their games are 4K ready... I mean, it wouldn't shock me if next year Nintendo comes out and says, hey, we're releasing a Nintendo Switch 
XL or whatever the fuck they're going to call it. And it's going to launch with Breath of the Wild 2. I, f- I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is coming soon. And it makes it would make sense for, you know, Hyrule Warriors is coming out. It's going to do background story on Breath of the Wild. And then here comes Breath of the Wild 2. Although you Google it and everything's just about <laughs> Hyrule Warriors. So that's that. Um, yeah, Nintendo is working on some things. I don't think anybody saw Hyrule Warriors coming. That sort of dropped out of nowhere. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what direction that goes. Uh, also coming this week, it was announced that there's going to be a Crash Bandicoot 4 demo. So Crash Bandicoot is releasing October 2nd. If you pre-order the game digitally, you will have access to the Crash 4 demo, which is going to be available on Wednesday, the 16th. I believe it's... You can play as Crash in two levels, and you can play as Cortex in an alternate timeline of one of the levels. So there'll be... Two levels to play. One level will have two versions. You can play two of them as Trash and Crash and one as Cortex. Just a little note. Uh, I'm looking forward to Crash 4. I think that game's going to be pretty good. Um, I'll be streaming that demo on Wednesday. Little little plug there for the stream. Twitch.tv slash Sixture. I'll be streaming the Crash Bandicoot 4 demo on Wednesday. What else do we got here for news? Um... <clears throat> This one came out a little earlier this week. There are more GameStop stores closing by the end of the year. Originally, that number was around 300. Sounds like now it's closer to 400. Uh, I just want to throw it in here because it's it's kind of sad. I mean, I, I like GameStop. I've never been... I know people, there are people meme about GameStop and people hate GameStop for whatever reason and blah, blah, blah. I, I personally like GameStop. The GameStops around me... Have always had good staffs. They've never, never done wrong by me. So um, but I'm making the switch fully to digital in part because of this. You know, a lot of the times, really, the only reason I still, aside from just liking the physical game, uh, there are certainly games that come out that I'll buy, play once, and then I'm like, all right, I mean that was fine, it was worth playing, but I'll never play it again. And I can turn around, take that game right back to GameStop, turn it in for thirty dollars. And I can put that $30 right into the next game that's coming out. So, I mean, I'm rolling my games into each other, and I was at least saving some money. But that's out the window now. So, I'm making the full switch to digital because I I don't think GameStop's going to be open for much longer. And I just, just as a word of caution, right? Obviously, I, I mean, you don't want to avoid... Yeah. There's no good way to say it because you don't want to because there are people who still, you know, they work there. Their livelihood depends on it. But just keep this in mind when you're pre-ordering your next consoles, right? Supply is going to be low. Not that GameStop's going to be, you know, going out of business before then because they're not. That's not realistic. But just keep an eye on where you're going to pre-order your consoles, right? Either get it online Go to someone like a Best Buy. Maybe avoid GameStop. Just 
don't put yourself in a position where something could happen that'll jeopardize your pre-order. Not that the, like, I mean, a store could close, sure. But it's going to be hard to get these consoles. And you don't want to pre-order somewhere where they're having a lot of issues like this. And then, you know, you get to the week before the console comes out and GameStop is like, hey, we had to short our supply for reasons X, Y, and Z or something. So just keep it, keep an eye out on what's going on with GameStop. And if, if you're determined to go pre-order your console there, just be aware that you are putting yourself in a position where you might not be in the greatest spot when the game console comes out. Just something to be aware of. Not that it's definitive. I'm sure most people, I'm sure everybody who pre-orders GameStop is going to be fine. But it's just, it's, it's something to be aware of. All right. Now, I'm going to take a short break here been going for about 20 minutes now i think it's i think it's a good time to take a little breather get some water and then we'll come back and talk about ubisoft forward and some other stuff and then we'll call it a day so i'll be back all right we're back no cat now she's laying behind me somewhere all right next piece of news ubisoft forward from this week uh went pretty much as expected Everything, everything leaked out ahead of time. Uh, they announced a new or the remake of Scott Pilgrim, or maybe not a remake, more re-release. I was never a huge Scott Pilgrim fan. I know my friend was. I know a lot of people are. Just never really did it for me. Uh, Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake that <laughs> that leaked out ahead of time. Everyone already knew anyway, but the actual pictures of it leaked out. I guess it's a remake, but it doesn't really look like a current game. I don't know. Again, another one that I know everybody was excited for. I've never played Prince of Persia. I know all of the games are on sale super cheap right now on Steam. I think they're all like $2 each. Um, I might, I might give this a try. I might check out an older game. I don't know. I've just, I've never played Prince of Persia, so I honestly don't know anything about it, really. The one thing I was looking forward to was Immortals Phoenix Rising, which still has the dumbest fucking name ever. Um, yeah, this game, <laughs> this is about as shameless of a copy of a video game I've ever seen. This game is, like, I know when Gods and Monsters was first revealed, a lot of people looked at it and was like, wow, this kind of looks... Breath of the Wildy mixed with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And uh, gameplay is out. And yep, that's exactly what, what it is. This game looks exactly like Breath of the Wild. Which is fine. I mean, if it's if the game's good, it it's fine. I'll enjoy it. But I mean, man, it is one for one. Like just slap an ancient Greek skin on Breath of the Wild and call it a day. Uh Again, it's not a bad thing, but maybe try to do something a little original. Anyway, this game releases on December 3rd. Uh, one, I didn't realize this game was coming out in 2020. Apparently, Gods and Monsters, was that supposed to be like a February release? It's December 3rd. 
What the fuck is Ubisoft thinking? So, what? You were going to release this two, three weeks after Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk 2077? And then I'm also finding out this week that Kina, Bridge of Spirits, that game that was revealed in the uh, PlayStation 5 announcement event, that game was also supposed to come out late this year, and that got delayed to quarter one, 2021. Like, like to me, you know, Immortals Phoenix Rising, dumb fucking name, and Kena Bridge of Spirits are two games that looked really interesting, and I, they're games that I, I want to play. They appeal to me. I, I really love the art style in both of them. What the fuck were you thinking trying to release those games at the end of this year? Like, Kena, at least, is it Kena? Kena? I don't know. Kena? Whatever. At least they push that back to quarter one next year. Whether that's because they actually need to continue working on it or not, I don't know. But get that get that out of this holiday season. Just get it out. Move it. And, and I would say the same thing to Ubisoft with Immortals Phoenix Rising. Get that game out of here. Like, how long is that game going to be? So what? People are going to be playing Valhalla in the middle of November... Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out at the end of November, and then you're going to release Immortals Phoenix Rising. That game is going to get buried. It's got no chance in that re- at that release date. Just none. Like, get, get it out of here. And like someone like me, I want to play it. But do I want to play, you know, Valhalla and then Cyberpunk and then Immortals Phoenix Rising all back to back to back? Like, I'm going to be sick of open world games by the end of Cyberpunk. Don't, don't give me that. So, uh, oh, I just, I hate that. And Ubisoft, too, they're going super hard right now, right? Watch Dogs Legion is another game that's going to get buried because that's releasing at the end of October, right before all the good stuff releases. So you've got Legions coming at the end of, no- of October. You've got Valhalla at the beginning of November. Beginning, middle-ish, somewhere in there. Uh, Cyberpunk, hello, Cyberpunk 2077 is the star of the season. That's releasing in the middle of November. You are then releasing Immortals Phoenix Rising like two weeks later at the beginning of December. You've got Prince of Persia in January, and you've got Far Cry 6 in February. Slow down, Ubisoft. You don't have to release everything all at once. I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't like it. I, that, yeah, I don't like it. Immortals Phoenix Rising, that's a bad time for it to release. I mean, I'm going to play it. And, and I'm sure a good amount of people are going to play it. But, I don't know. Maybe find a better time to release it. Just my two cents. Push it to quarter one. Release it in March. Just get it get it out of that window. Honestly, even if you just flipped it and Prince of Persia was releasing in December and Phoenix Rising was releasing in January, that would work. Because at least Prince of Persia is not the same. It's not just another gigantic open world. But what do I know? Anyway, that's it for news this week. <laughs> so for what I've been playing this week, uh, really... I mean, I've poked back a little bit at Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my replay. 
Um, which the Medusa fight in that game was really good. I like that a lot. But shove that out. That's an old game. Uh, Marvel's Avengers. I've been playing this game more. I got Thor up to, you know, level 50. I got his power level up over 140. I think he's at 140 right now. Um, so Thor, my Thor is pretty much set up for late game, for end game. Um, you know, I'll, I'll finish playing through the main Avengers initiative stuff with Thor. And I'll try to get his power level up to 150. So that whenever they start releasing... You know, end game, end game content. My Thor is maxed out and ready to go. But really, all I've been doing is leveling up the other characters, getting all their skill points set up, so that they're they're very good uh, AI companions for me. And honestly, like it's a fun game to either play a podcast or listen to music or watch a TV show, and just mindlessly smash my way through enemies, leveling up my heroes like i'm enjoying that i'm at just about the 50 hour mark now with avengers but man this game is so fucking busted and broken it's constantly crashing and i just it nothing pisses me off than when i sit through all the effing loading screens in avengers and then the game crashes like two minutes into a level and then i have to fire the game back up and do it all again it's so stupid like, honestly, the current state of the game is pathetic. Like, I, I like the game. I have fun when I'm playing the game. It's a game I want to keep my eye on moving forward. But, man, it has so many fucking problems. I cannot believe they released it in the state they did. Um, It's just kind of it's kind of pathetic. So, I, I would have a hard time telling someone, yes, you should spend $60 on this game right now. Because it's just, it, the game's a freaking mess. All right. And then the only other thing I want to touch on, so if you'll indulge me for a couple minutes here, <coughs> the hundred came back this week after their like third hiatus in this final season. There's like three episodes left, and they just—I'm not going to go into the specific details in case you know it's a spoiler or whatever. They just did something so fucking stupid. I just, guy, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You went full Game of Thrones on your final season, right? They take one of my favorite characters and just absolutely fucking destroyed him in a span of like three episodes, and and it just it makes it makes zero sense. Like, what what is with, you know? This is where I get aggravated with these showrunners and writers. Who like? What? What if you think if you if you randomly just kill a character, or if you abruptly shift a character's uh like trajectory or what they're doing or where they are within the context of the story, like it's somehow good, right? And I don't want to go back to subverting expectations because I don't think that's what this is. Subverting expectations is a problem. Right, because you have all these a holes who are like, "Oh, I'm gonna subvert their expectations," and you just uh, do something that makes zero sense anywhere because it's quote unquote surprising. It, and this is where I I feel like shows like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones kind of destroyed TV and movies and stuff. 
right? Because early Walking Dead and Game of Thrones were notorious for just abruptly killing a character out of nowhere. You didn't see it coming, right? And everyone was like, oh, wow, you know, this show's so great. No one's safe. Anyone can die at any time. And what people, and a lot of people just took that and ran with it. And it's like, oh, well, if I just fucking kill someone, you know, oh, surprise, my show is great. And it's like, no, that's, that's, that's not how that works, right? For, if you, if you go back and watch Game of Thrones, you know, Walking Dead is different. But if you go back and watch Game of Thrones, and full-on spoilers come in here, the show has been over for like, what? How long has Game of Thrones been over for? It's been a year? Has it? No. It's been like two years, I think. Has it, been, has it been two years? I don't know. That show fell off the face of the earth. Yes. No. It's like a year and a half. Whatever. The point stands. If you go back and rewatch Game of Thrones, you rewatch season one, you don't see it the first time through because you don't know it's coming. But when you know something's coming, you see the little seeds in the story or you see the little shifts in the story and you go, oh, now I see, you know, how the Red Wedding came to be or how Ned Stark's execution came about. Like you, you see the little signs of it over the course of a series of episodes and then when it happens it's like oh okay that makes total sense so it's surprising the first time because you don't see it coming but in retrospect you could say oh okay i understand how it happened it makes sense and it's a consequence of the story you can't just kill a character or severely punish a character out of nowhere and be like oh your expectations have been subverted. No, you, it's not. It's not a consequence of the story. the 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 impact on the character needs to be a result of the story, and it's just I ah. And the hundred, the hundred did some bullshit this week, and they got they got like two or three episodes left, I think. And I'm terrified that they're really gonna butcher the ending of the series because this is the final season. Whatever. I'm done. I don't I don't want to complain about that show because I'm going to go off on a tangent. All right, what's coming next week? So PlayStation 5 Showcase, that's Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern. Probably getting a price point, a release date, and then we're... That's supposed to be... They say it's all games. So there should be a lot of PlayStation game information there. I'm hoping for Spider-Man Miles Morales release date, which I assume is going to be launch day. I would love a Ratchet & Clank release day which I guess would be early next year. They So they say that's, that's a launch window game. I don't know what the fuck a launch window is. Like, to me, a launch window would be like three or four months. So what's that put Ratchet & Clank at? A February release, an early March release at the latest? I mean... I don't I don't know what the launch window is. That's that's kind of a really vague way to describe something. So outside of Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man, I don't know. I guess that'll just uh remain to be seen. As for games coming up this week, we've got BPM Bullets Per Minute. Never heard of it. Uh Fight Crab <laughs> Whatever that is. Spelunky 2. I know a lot of people like Spelunky, I've never played it. So Spelunky 2 is coming. 
Welcome to Elk. Crisis Remastered. Super Mario 3D All-Stars next Friday. Let's fucking go. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. And WWE 2K Battlegrounds. So that's it. That's the show for the week. Um, that's a, Honestly, that's about it. I mean, PlayStation 5 next week is I'm excited for. Super Mario 3D All-Stars comes out Friday. And outside of that, there's really not a whole lot going on this week. Um, anyway, I will be, I'll be streaming this week. I'll be streaming Monday morning because I have the day off from work. Wednesday, I'll be streaming the Crash Bandicoot demo. Friday, I'll probably be streaming Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Saturday, I might be streaming Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And I don't know. I'm going to try to finish my Assassin's Creed Odyssey, at least the main story replay this week i want that done before super mario 3d all-stars comes out because then i can play mario and i can play uh you know star wars squadrons oh that's coming out too fuck that's coming out in a couple weeks crash bandicoot 4 is coming out in a couple weeks there's gonna be a few games here coming out and then i'm hoping maybe like late october into early november i can play the uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey DLCs and get all that wrapped up before the next consoles come out. Unless fucking PlayStation comes out and does something insane like releasing the PS5 in the middle of October. But we'll see. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Always appreciate the company. Uh, enjoy your week. And uh, we'll see you next week for next week's episode. Adios.